A man become preeminent, he is expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Folks, welcome back to the Poor Hitter Podcast. This is Rob Gatcho, the Dead Poor Hitter. Thanks for joining me once again. You can find me on Twitter at Dead Poor Hitter. Although I'm taking a little Twitter break, too much nonsense going on over there. So if you do have a question or you want to talk, DM me. I'll check it occasionally. I'm definitely happy to answer your questions. What we got today is a little fab NFBC main event rundown with my man Todd Whitestone from SPStreamer.com. Todd writes a free article every week on SPStreamer.com that directly correlates to what we talk about. So, highly recommend it. Got a lot of good information on there. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to get into the player movement right now. And then we'll be baseball. But before we do that, I'm just going to leave a some words of wisdom, my quote of the day, that I'm going to try to leave for you on every episode. But instead of the end, I'm going to leave it at the beginning. When you take away a man's tongue, you are not proving him a liar. You're only telling the world that you fear what he might say. Boom. Welcome. Cool. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pull Hitter Podcast. I'm here with Todd Whitestone. We are about to get into the fab breakdown on the NFBC main event. Todd, what's up? Not too much, Rob. I'm looking forward to our conversation. It's already mid-July, buddy. It's uh, getting towards well into the second half now. Never mind that. It's just this the beach season is so it's so uh <laughs> it's such a short window, Todd. But you know, I take advantage of September days. I feel like September has you know, had gotten more hot recently. So, but still, yeah, baseball um, is, 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 yeah, it's crazy. It's just, it came and it's, it's almost gone. It's almost yeah, gone. It's, uh, I think it was, I looked at the percentage and it's in my article. I think it was like 56%. And that was a few days ago. So yeah, it's getting, uh, getting along there. It's, it's not as much left as you might think. But even though my mind is playing tricks on me because I'm looking at the Yankee team and it looks like they're playing in spring training. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's very friendly, Rob. I appreciate it. <laughs> but, uh, no, so we were just discussing the Yankees um, off here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, it's a tough lineup that they're rolling out there, but I feel yeah. like, um, you know, they still have a couple guys in the lineup that can just, you know, win games with a couple swings. And that's the biggest thing, you know, I think they got a piece together their, their pitching. And if Chapman it can just recollect his, his, his stuff, um, yeah. they'll stay in the hunt for sure. You know? Yeah. I mean, they're four over 500. I think they can stay about there. I don't think they're going to move to 15 over or something, but I think they can still win a few games and maybe, upset a few teams that are on a playoff run. Um, but you mentioned the lineup. I think they had a better lineup in spring training than they have right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It looks like one of them split squad teams. Um, yeah, really? Yeah. And uh, who knows, but uh, you know, just uh, the type, the, uh, the time of the year when injuries mount um, and, you know, a whole bunch of other things uh, and, 
Here we go. You know, you're deep down into the depths of your team. And this is where we really see what organizations are about, right? To see if they could bring up guys who can, you know, fill in for a couple days, a couple of weeks. Um, You know, I feel like that was one of, uh, that's been one of my favorite parts about the Mets this year is through the, um, through the injuries, uh, you know, the, the, the offseason signings, that that was depth it has helped and the guys uh-huh. that they're calling up are really you know coming into play you know that they, they've really been great so um yeah, you need the depth you need it otherwise you're not going to win there's no way they've had a couple of ugly moments in the last couple of days um in games where it just looks like you know with errors and just not like not awareness on defense but they pulled out two crazy wins and uh, it's just been like one of the themes of the season. It's just uh, games, um, games where um, they're still, they're still giving up some games where, uh, you know, it should be in the bag and the, and the bullpens, you know, it's kind of not, not uh, shining through. So those are the Mets things that are still, you know, being Mets things, but um, they've also won a lot of games where the Mets usually don't win, you know, right, games right. where they're down six, nothing in the first inning um, and they come back and win, you know, and that's, right. uh, that's those, uh, those moments stand out. So uh, as long as they show like a relentless, like um, a team, you know, and I think that team chemistry and I think that the guys that are in the clubhouse are coming together and uh, you know, you, you play through the whole game. They're staying in the game, staying in the moment and not, giving up on one another, you know? I agree. I agree. I think they have won a few games where in past seasons, they might've lost them. They've given up big leads and then, then come back and won. So that's good. You know, you gotta, you gotta have some of those wins or you're not going to have a successful season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hopefully, you know, the injuries, uh, hopefully the Grom can get back um, as soon as possible. Right. And um right. Did you have uh, do you have any Francisco Lindor in any leagues? I did not draft him. I wasn't keen on it. I'm not big on guys switching high profile in a high profile way to a new team. Right. I'm not, I'm mm. not going to say I never do it. That would be wrong. But I usually don't. You know, first top two round guy on a guy in his new team, especially a new league. I'm not a big fan of it. So let's say uh, I'll give you a hypothetical. You have him on a main event team that's in the top three in your league. Um, are you dropping him? My dropping Francisco Lindor. Yeah. I didn't let's really say he's that. out for, you know, four, six weeks. So that puts him maybe September, the end of August, September. Yeah. I mean, I would have to think about it. If I had other injury problems, I probably would. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I had to drop glass now in our league. Right. For example, and he might come back with a month to go. It's possible. But I had too many injuries, Rob. I just couldn't handle it. I, I had Acuna's, lost Acuna, Kershaw, and Glass now my top three picks in that league. And then other assorted other guys, too. So it was just uh, no way I could hang on. Man, that's, uh, that's tough to get all those three guys down with injury. Yeah. Very smart drafting on my part, though. <laughs> uh, I know you're going to try to sit at the opposite side of the room of me next year. So you have no, a little. I, I was going to say that I would have picked great players if the guy next to me had just uh, stayed away from me. But. If he wasn't a bag of shit. 
<laughs> All right, let's talk about your article here on sure. spstreamer.com. Again, remind everyone that Todd does an article every Monday on spstreamer.com. It's a free read, and Todd goes over the main event. That's exactly what we talk about. And um, this this week, you wrote up the Whipbusters. Yes, it's a takeoff on Ghostbusters, and uh, you know, Whip is a underappreciated stat, I think, Rob, uh, you know, and I show the whip progression for the Major League Baseball from 2015 through the present. And it's generally been in the 130s since 2015 ended. But early this year it was running at 127. And mm. now lately, it's back to 1348. So you can see that there has been an effect. I mean, I'm sure most baseball fans know this, but it's just kind of stark how much it's risen. There are more hits, there are more walks, and the pitchers are under more pressure. So you have to take that into account. You're, the whip that your team has right now is probably going to back up a bit. Right, right. And it's like you said, um, you said it's underappreciated. I think it's just under, like, uh, thought out by a lot of people. <laughs> they yeah. forget it's a category, you know. Um, well, I don't know about that, but <laughs> if you could choose one of two things, have a good ERA or a good whip, I might choose whip because I think that indicates more talent rather than ERA. Right. Uh, and then um, hopefully the, the, the ERA will come in line with your whip. Right, right. Especially the, like, other way, the other way around is not as, as reliable. Right, absolutely. And I don't even really look at ERA when I do draft prep. Um, basically, something I kind of ignore. Um, I think yeah. it's overrated. Absolutely. Um, so you made a fancy, cool little chart here with some leading um, whip busters for starters and relievers. Did anybody right. here pop out? Um, to you on the on the starter side that um, was kind of uh, a big shock for you to see on this list? I don't think it was anyone was a big shock. Um, you know, I, I knew most of these guys were doing well. I would say that before the season started, I didn't see uh, your, your boy, Taiwan Walker, with mm -hmm. a 1.03 whip. He's been great. Robbie Ray at 104. Again, I... If you told me that at the beginning of the season, I would have said you're crazy. Um, and Kyle Gibson, I, I think he started to back up already, but he did have a 107 at the time of this article. So uh, those right. those three are. But I think the guy that might be on a lot of leading teams, honestly, would be Kevin Gausman because he was such a bargain in the draft that I think a lot of teams that are leading their league in the main event probably have him on their roster or maybe maybe they're second or third, but they're up there because he provided a big value. Robot called it on the SP streamer pod yes, um, in, 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 I believe, maybe as early as December of last year. He told Michael, Mr. Phil DeSoto told Michael that he was a top 15 pitcher and Mike laughed. Well, I think a lot of people laughed um, at him. Um, again, uh, I know he wasn't really calling out Robbie Ray either for the low whip, but he also said that Ray was going to out um, money Corbin Burns, which is his bolt, one of his starting pitching bolt takes. So mm -hmm. pretty interesting. So um, again, we'll probably get the fill by the end of the uh, podcast there, but a couple of, uh, you know, quick notes about the the um, 
the tout that he had on those pitchers. But um, yeah, I I agree. Uh, Taiwan Walker is definitely a surprising name on that list. Chris Bassett, I know um, I was kind of a little off on him because of the quality of opponents he faced last year. And I just thought that was kind of, uh-huh. um, you know, uh, a factor into why he was a f- pretty effective last year. But that's, uh, and then Mr. Kyle Gibson, 20th on the uh, list. That's yeah. pretty, pretty fascinating, um, you know, to see him there. But Mr. DeGrom with a 0.55. Yeah, pretty, that's amazing. That's such a crazy number to see, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, Kevin Gausman is great at 0.82. He's second in the league. And, and Jacob DeGrom is almost half that. Yeah. 5-5. That's ridiculous. That is really wild. Really wild. Um, on the reliever side, Mr. Kimbrough's leading with a point six four. Um, you got some you got some waiver wire ads in there. You got some, you know, um, high pick staples and Liam Hendricks 0.76 ERA. Um, pretty interesting list uh, down the line with some yeah. guys like JT Targua and Richard Blyer. Um, yeah, and- I, listed, I listed the guys that there are 10 of the 20 relievers that get saved in some way. Right. And then there are 10 guys that are primarily just, you know, uh, set up men or something like that. And, you know, I think they're good to, to look at because if you're just looking to help your ratios, you can consider one of these guys and maybe uh, bring your ratios down a little, put them in the lineup for a bad week that you, you have limited starters. Right. And use this maybe as a little bit of a jump off to trying to speculate on, you know, guys who may get traded. Like you see a Chafin, um, you know, if, if Kimbrough goes or, you know, maybe he steps in. And Ryan Papera is also on this list. Rowan Wick is uh, coming back. Um, he's in the minors right now. So the Cubs are going to be Cubs are going to be an interesting um team to you know wait to see how the chips fall you, you know maybe teams go after their lower priced relievers and not Kimbrel. who knows right yeah it could very well be that way too Tapera <laughs> are pitching very well as well in addition yeah um one team I'm, I, I think a lot of people are interested to see um play out is the Angels have been having a lot of talks uh, with people about the Angels um you know, about possibly moving on from Iglesias uh, because they're kind of, you know, getting further and further from the, from the playoff race. Um, I just feel like it would be so hard for them to uh, mail in a season with Otani doing magical things and, and Trout coming back. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it would probably be, you know, a smart thing to do because I think the teams ahead of them, they might not catch, but um, all things are possible. And like I said, just having those two guys there, I feel like it's probably um, maybe right to just uh, at least let it play out a little longer. And you know, what's crazy. I actually just look back to see what the Reds got for Iglesias. And do you remember um, what no. they so they got cash and Noe Ramirez, who actually was then dropped and re signed by the Angels in the beginning of the season and he's now <laughs> on the Diamondbacks. And I'm like, what were the Reds doing? What no, were they I, thinking, no, I don't, I don't understand it. The, the bullpen has been a mess all year, and you know, I don't really know. They, they really had, had a chance to contend, I believe, right? Uh, Absolutely, I mean, the um, offense has been good enough, but I. No, I don't think there's some teams, Rob, that I just feel like they don't have a plan. It's one thing to have a plan and it doesn't work. It's a second thing to have no plan. Right. I think the Reds had no plan. That's my opinion. 
could be proven wrong, but yeah. like the uh, it's that good old line, right? Fa um, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. That's true. That's a good one. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, think, absolutely. And I uh, think the, the Rockies also fall into that bucket. You know, that yeah. You never get the idea that they know where they're going. In in fact, don't <laughs> be surprised. I told you this a couple weeks ago. Don't be surprised if they don't trade. Story or Blackman or anybody that they really should, they they just aren't organized in my opinion. Right, it's it's really wild. Uh, I read I read something good this morning. Um, the uh, Prospects Live crew, uh, just they they've been doing some fascinating stuff. But they have a uh, a, a great um, Patreon sign up for anyone who plays Dynasty or just loves prospect coverage in general. They're doing some great things there. But they do a daily minor league sheet, and they had a great lineup, uh, a great write up on uh, Zach Veen, who's just been killing the ball in the minors. And uh, they said we'll be competing with Brad Hop in 2024 in the, <laughs> in the outfield. And I just thought it was a uh, you know. Uh, uh, a classic snapshot of the Rockies life, just like you said. So a shout out to those guys. Cause that was just one of those, you know, you know, you're just reading and it's cool. They just do a, like a daily blurb of all the best, you know, um, uh, everyone's highlights of the right. previous day in the minors and all levels. And um, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty lengthy, but you get a lot of write-ups and um, that one, I just read it and I said, wow, Brad Hop, you know, it was good to see his name. And then it was just, just a great, you know, a great, a great analysis of what the Rockies will do to mess that up too. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> mm. Oh man. Yeah, absolutely. So um, let's talk about the, the, um, the average winning bid this week, it was sure. just up about a buck from last week from 14 to 15, uh, yeah. 38. Yeah. I think that was, it was up because of the, the top target, uh, Aaron right. Duran this week. Right. Uh, but the interesting thing was that the number of main event winning bids was down about 200. Right. I saw so that less bids. Uh, there was more, uh, there was almost as much spent and it was $15 instead of 14 last week. So, um, yeah, I think I think people are either pulling back or some of the teams at the end of the uh, standings are maybe losing a little interest. I'm not sure about that. Usually this happens after the trading deadline. So I'm not sure it's quite happened yet. But um, with the spending in this 17th FAB period, the, the average team has spent $780, leaving them with 220 and there's 10 fab periods left. So that's about 22 bucks per period. So I expect this to even go down further. I think it's going to be, there's going to be some tens and single digits coming up. Um, it's crazy when I saw the total number of bids go from, you know, first, first week it was under a thousand, you know, since uh, week one, yeah. we had that little brief window. Um, yeah. How, how much money do you have left in your leagues? Uh, I can tell you in one second. Uh, in the main event leagues, I have 311, 174, 231. Yeah, oh, that's, that's interesting. I got uh, 174 is a little light, but yeah. Do you, um, how many moves did you make this week? Were you quiet or were you kind no. of active? No, I got I got a few players. Um, you know, I, I did add some guys, but 
I don't think I added anybody of real substance. I didn't get Duran or anybody, uh, any of the top guys. Um, I added a, a David Bednar in our league and a few other people like that at one to five dollars. How about yourself? What? Who did you uh, target? Um, well, in our league, I actually did not make a move. Um, I didn't even have a bid in. So, wow. yeah, yeah, it was just uh, I, I didn't really. Um, it was weird. It was like I just didn't see um, any major upgrades to my team, and I didn't want to make a move to make a move. There's a couple guys I really uh, thought long and hard about dropping, but I in the in the end I just uh, played it out. You know, um, I do have 160 left, and so I'm I'm trying to be frugal, yeah, but at the sure, same time sure. I just really didn't see that uh, you know crazy upgrade, so I decided to uh, you know play it played a little uh you know nice and light okay. this okay, week and then in my other main event team uh yeah i just picked up um i picked up alex dickerson for three bucks and i picked up tyler wells on the orioles for three bucks that was mm-hmm. the yeah that was my biggest he seems to be the he seems to be the guy they might go to in the ninth um and he was using the ninth in the last three games um put some okay clean innings so i'm hoping to get uh you know obviously they <laughs> they don't win and have the the chance to save many games but um you know need some saves and uh trying to be ahead of the game there in case he does pop off with one or two this week and then he goes right. for 30 or 40 bucks this week so um yeah so those uh it was a pretty okay. quiet week um in I general did, I just mentioned i did get uh, travis jankowski in a couple places for five dollars just because I was hoping for some steals this week. Mm, nice, a little Jankowski action. Pretty, yeah. pretty interesting. Yeah, he, uh, man, he he's got some wheels. You know, I was watching him run. Yeah, uh, yeah, just uh, you know, playing time. He gets some playing time, and he happens to get a couple steals. It's definitely. Uh, yeah, that's the only reason for it. I don't yeah. know how long Odubel Herrera is out, but maybe he can fill in and give us a little production. Right, right, absolutely. So. Um, yeah, so let's get him to the guys that were uh, bit on the most. Uh, Hungry right. like a wolf is uh, the name of this paragraph because uh, obviously Duran Duran that's uh, gotten the Duran Duran uh, moniker uh, for yes. sure. Um, picked up in thirty eight leagues. I think he was. Um, I think he was on teams already, right? That yeah, were drafted him. If you remember uh, uh, James Anderson and I picked him up in one league where he had been drafted and dropped. And dropped, right? Absolutely. So we got him for fourteen dollars, like two or three weeks ago. But that must have been the case for the other four leagues as well. Um, but yeah, he was, the high winning bid was two ninety four, which exceeded my expectations. Um, I thought he might go for a hundred something, but uh, he did go for two hundred in five leagues and uh, over a hundred in thirty two leagues. So I think people are hoping for the speed and power, which he's shown in the minors, but it's anyone's guess whether he'll really provide that um, for the Red Sox. Yeah, um, I feel like everyone must have felt like this might be the last big grab, you know, and that um, teams might just be looking for, you know, a couple of, you know, more big grabs and, and then just spend the last couple of weeks, you know, streaming or, you know, uh, picking, uh, but this, you know, this is a, a, a pretty well-known prospect. Um, yeah. been a buzz about him because of the whole, you know, pulled off the Olympic team. So I think 
uh, he was definitely there. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, if you had the money and you had a bank and you think this guy is going to push you toward the end, you know, uh, and I think it's uh, definitely, you know, a smart play. Um, I'm just a little scared of the playing time, to be honest. Right. Uh, it's the reason why I, you know, I plus I knew I wasn't going to win any of these bids. I know they say keep put in a key, a keep him honest bid, but right, you know, right. I knew the keep him honest bids wasn't going to do it. He was uh, the lowest price that he was one for was 45 bucks. Right. Um, this, this one was not going to slip by anybody. Um, no. One thing in his favor is that Sunday night, Christian Arroyo hurt his hamstring. Uh, so that does clear a little bit of space for him, but they do have still some guys in the outfield and in the infield that can compete with him if he doesn't hit. But he he got a few hits already, so maybe he'll he's safe for a couple weeks. Yep, absolutely. Um, he and and you know he he looks he looks the part. He looks like a ball player. Um, yep. You know, um, I think the Red Sox definitely want to finish this season out strong um so see yep. if he could handle the big league pitching and um yeah he was uh again he was one of those guys too um i felt like if i had a little more money in my other league i would have probably made a little bit of a run at him but uh-huh. um i'm like i think second in steals and that at my second main event um yeah, so that doesn't with, make as much sense right and especially since like the guy in front of me is like 10 ahead of me so uh it doesn't seem like jaron duran will get me you know the one point so um but anyway um you know i think it's great for uh as i I see a couple of the drops here for um picking him up was uh, a couple of cunha's drops so definitely teams looking to replace some speed there that they lost with acuna yeah for sure uh Let's see who else we got. Um, next highest bid on guy was Pete Fairbanks, huh? Gets two saves, um, right? And then he's it. <laughs> everyone wants back on. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a good pitcher. I mean, he I is. always like I always like Fairbanks, but the thing is, what are the Rays going to do? God only knows. You know, they could go back to Castillo. They could pick a new guy. You know, I I don't. So I I would. I did win them uh, in a couple leagues for low amounts, but I wasn't willing to go big on them because you, you could get easily disappointed. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think the bids were fair enough and low enough to just uh, anyone yeah. who just trying to get some scrap saves, uh, you know, uh, just put together some money to pick right. him up and uh, you never know. Cause he, he could go on a run where he just all of a sudden a guy again. Um, but yeah, you know how they do with the Rays. They're just gonna they're gonna play the matchups the way they um, play it, and it's, yeah, um, if people think there's no rhyme or reason to it, there is a rhyme or reason to it. We just, rhyme reason, we yeah. just haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I think it has a lot to do with you know um, you know how certain pitchers put the ball in certain spots of the zone and how the, you know, batters who are coming up handles, you know, pitches in those zone or handle a specific type of pitch. It's just a, I think it's a whole, you know, combination of those things. And uh, it's just whatever optimal setting they have, they're going to use for sure. Um, let's go back to Boston. Tanner Hawk yep. um, picked up in 25 leagues. Um, he went for as high as, 52 bucks, um, right. a lot of $20 bids, $30 bids. Uh, were you in any, any Hawk? I, I won him in our league for 12. Um, I, I tied the other bidder, so that was kind of funny. But mm. 
I, I really didn't want to use him this week because he, he's facing against the Blue Jays. And then the next week, he's also facing the Blue Jays in his only start. So I, I'm just sort of watching for now. But, yeah, I, I do think he's talented and he pitches for the Red Sox, so that could work out. Um, but, again, I don't think he's worth a large bid. I, who knows? It's sort of just a guess. Yeah, it's pretty wild. You know the last time he pitched over five innings, Todd? Uh, well, it was a while ago. It was in 2019, yeah, in July. <laughs> that's a while, <laughs> it's that's just, a while ago. That's a while ago, you know. Yeah. Uh, he spent, you know, a lot of the last half of 2019, um, you know, in the pen in AAA or just short stints. And then, right. you know, I think they're trying to get that arm, you know, up to, uh, you know, five innings. Um, but I just – I didn't see the value of, of, of possibly uh, having a guy that, you know, um, won't give you a chance at wins. Um, but, you know, he, he, he could get back up there. He could work his way back up there. I just don't know why it's been so long that he's, you know, gone that long. Right, exactly. I just hope he doesn't get really shelled against the Jays because then that maybe they'd send him down or that they would say, oh, we, won't, we shouldn't start him. Yeah, absolutely. Um and you got to see what they do with uh, Chris Sale. You know, they got some interesting thing going on there, the uh, the Red Sox, uh, for sure. Yeah, I know. They, they, got, they, they could also trade for somebody. I think the Red Sox probably could use one more veteran starting pitcher. And get rid of Richards, or is that including Garrett Richards? He's yeah, been- I would say Richards could be in the pen or uh, maybe a, a piggyback guy. But, yeah, he's having some troubles. Right. Absolutely. Um, all right. Let's keep it on the pitching front real quick. I uh, wanted to stay with a guy right next to Tanner Hawk and Madison Bumgarner picked mm-hmm. up in 23 leagues for as high as 79 bucks. Um, what do you think about Mad Bum? Think he's got a little, little something left in the tank? I know, I know like, you know, obviously don't expect the old Mad Bum, but can we get an effective Mad Bum? I think, I mean, look, he's a veteran pitcher, so he could figure it out. And then he's also, could be uh, traded even if they think they can get something for him. Right. Um, but he, he's just not throwing as hard as he used to. And I think as hard as he needs to, to be effective. And I wasn't a big fan. I don't know if he was even available in any of my leagues though, to be honest. Was, was he available in any of your main events? Do you remember? Um, I think he was available in my second main event, uh-huh. but um, I don't need pitching in that week. Uh, so I don't uh, didn't really look his way at all. Um, right. And I know like his obviously it's his first game back too, but the velo didn't look great. Um, so it's just one concern. But obviously, you know, you need pitching. You know, uh, some guys some guys are desperate for some good innings, uh, at least relatively non garbage innings. Sure. And he, yeah, yeah, he's definitely that option uh, for sure. How about Wiley Peralta? He was, uh, you know, he's been on a roll. Um, Seems yeah. to be a little uh, smoke and mirrors, perhaps good strand rate, good BABIP, uh, you know, like a really fortunate BABIP and, um, yeah. you know, ton, ton, ton of ground balls. Uh, so, you know, but he's been on a roll, you know. Um, I mean, five starts is pretty amazing, but yeah, I wasn't buying in particularly. I just don't believe he's going to get a lot of wins or he's going to keep it up. Right. Could I feel it's been wrong, but I guess. If somebody's gonna beat beat me with Wiley Peralta, <laughs> I say yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah, right, right. No, go ahead, beat me with Wiley Peralta. That's uh, you know, 
Yep. yep. These are my worries right now, but. <laughs> uh, absolutely right. Um, yeah. yeah, let's move on to uh, back to the hitter front. Uh, Bradley Zimmer picked up in 24 leagues uh, for as high as 24 bucks. Uh, got a little speed power combination that yeah, right, right. Um, everyone's been tantalizing over for a year now, uh, for years, sorry, now. Sure. Um, right, yes. Yeah, so we got some opportunity that arrived from, you know, Naylor and uh, Rosario being out. Um, it yeah, just seemed to be like... They homer. He had a steal and a homer this week, I think, in a short week. Yep. So that'll, that'll always uh, jack up the bids. Yep. And, uh, so, yeah, he got some action, and I think he... Compared to the outfielders on the wire, he's probably worthwhile. But yeah, I don't. I don't have a lot of hope because maybe uh, since 2019, I you know was thinking he was going to be good, and I've been proven wrong most of the time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just it's so hard to tell if you know he's going to stay in the lineup. It looks like he had to get played about eight straight games, including yeah, um, three versus lefties. Yeah, yeah. It's like I thought him and Mercado were going to battle a little bit for playing time, but it seems like they're rolling with more Zimmer right now. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, another hitter I wanted to bring up was uh, who kind of caught my eye when I was just looking through some some. Uh, some stats for like the last month, the last two weeks is Ramon Urias on the uh, Baltimore wow. Orioles. Um, yeah. He's been pretty, pretty effective. Um, and, and he's hitting the ball pretty hard. I don't know if, 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 if anyone's really been giving him as much attention as uh, he's due. I mean, it's, I know it's only been uh, about 130 plate appearances, but um, good plate discipline um, doesn't, you know, th- uh, not striking out a ton, um, drawing walks, uh, and he's hitting the ball really hard uh, and, and really well. So, uh, and, and he's hitting like kind of like fifth. Sorry, what did you say, Todd? I'm sorry, I did pick him up in an auction. I did notice that too, and I uh, was just sort of uh, impressed with him. And he is playing regularly, and he is hitting. And uh, I, I needed a middle infield guy, and it was a 15 team auction, so I added him. So yeah, I'm hopeful that he can at least hit for a good average and and yeah. stay in the mix. He seems to have good contact skills. Right, absolutely, contact, hitting the ball hard, um, good plate recognition. So he seems he seems to be checking off all, all the boxes. Second base and shortstop eligible. Right. Um, you know, uh, you know, I know in AAA with the Cardinals in 2019, better 263, nine homers. And uh, 375 plate appearances, but um, you know, since he's been with Baltimore, he's been really, really smacking the ball. Uh, he's batting behind, I think, fifth now. He's moved up to fifth behind. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, I think, the last couple of games. I'm bringing it up real quick. Uh, yeah, just uh, he's been consistently batting fifth and sixth now for since the July 4th. Uh, okay. Most of the games come in fifth, batting fifth. So, uh, he can stay in a run producing um, spot in the lineup with some sneaky good guys in front of him. Uh, okay. this, this could be a solid rest of the season um, middle infielder here for sure. Yeah, maybe. Uh, let's wait and see. But I, I was pleased to get him. I think he's better than some of the other guys that are sort of just, you know, having right. a, three or four hits in a week and doing nothing else. Um, so let's move on to uh, – let me ask you about Cal Raleigh on the Mariners. Um, catcher, 
I know you're, you know, you're close with James Anderson. Um, how did he feel? How did you guys feel about Cal Rally? Did you have any interest in him this week? Did you try to scoop him up anywhere? No, uh, no, he hasn't really hit the ground running. So we, we didn't have an occasion to bid for him. I think he has good upside, but the question is how quickly would they go back to Luis Torrens, who was hitting well, and they moved him to DH temporarily to make room for Raleigh. Um, so I'm not sure his position is secure, but he is supposed to be a good long-term asset. I would say he's a good dynasty player, but right. I'm, not, I'm not as confident between you and me uh, in the uh, skills for this year. Right. Yeah, I think they're – they slowly looks like they're phasing Tom Murphy out. Um, and yeah. I, I, I find it pretty fascinating that they're using Torrens at DH because he, he's, he's driving the ball far, you know, and, and he's hitting the ball hard. So I definitely like that power skill set there. And, I, you know, I think that says a lot about him himself, that they like him enough to keep him in at DH. And um, I think, you know, if, if, if you play in a league and where he's available, even in a 12-team league, you know, uh, with two catchers or – um, even fit some 15s with one catcher, I think you're the guy you got to kind of keep your eye on because um, is doing well, yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I'm hitting the ball hard for sure. Um, but yeah, Cal Rowley is probably more of a dynasty player, but um, let's see what he could do in his next couple of uh weeks on the Mariners. Um, yep. let's talk about some other you know, tr- uh, closers or trade speculation, uh, closer speculation guys. Um, it's funny. Uh, Norris comes in for one save after Suarez runs back-to-back days, and um, seems like everyone wanted to jump back in. Um, back. He's back, man. Yeah, he's back. You know that one save. That that one save on on the weekend really does it to people. You know, yeah, it know. really just draws them in again. Saturday you know? or Sunday, man. That that really will get the bids in there. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and uh you mentioned um before david bednar right. of the pirates um he was another uh closed speculator um i think everyone's I expecting mean, richard rodriguez to get traded and hopefully i can't he... imagine i mean there's a, there's always a good chance the trades don't happen of course but you would think that the pirates would take pretty much anything to get rich rod some return for him Right. Um, they don't really need him. He's he's been good. And another team would be willing to give something of reasonable value for him. So that would make Bednar at least somewhat attractive. I don't think the Pirates are going to get tons of saves, but you know, Bednar's a good pitcher and I yeah. think he could fill in for the Pirates fine. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Is there any other player you want to touch on before we get into some of the... Uh, I guess the only other one would be John Nagowski for the Pirates also. Uh, I didn't believe in him, Rob, because he's one of these guys, he's on a hot streak. He's, I don't believe he's ever hit really consistently. And, you know, he doesn't have provide any power or speed, of course. So I, I just don't, even though he was added in quite a bunch of leagues, I, I'm expecting another week or two and then he'll tail off. Yeah. This is probably just a, uh, I would assume just a corner um, type of fill for the weekend. Uh, right. Yeah. Cause yeah, like you mentioned, he really doesn't have a lot of power. Um, you know, it seems like he definitely gets some, gets the bat on the ball. Uh, he never yeah. really struggled with strikeouts in the minors. Um, so just, he's just, uh, you know, kind of, uh, I guess, uh, what you would say probably in the eighties, um, you know, would be a, 
a phenomenal player, at 280 and, and eight homers. Just like Duran Duran was good in the 80s. Yeah, exactly. This is just a Duran Duran themed uh, theme podcast today for sure. That's right. Oh, man. Let's get into the Coliseum, Todd. Tell me about some players from three weeks ago. Hopefully, we have some good word or not. We have nobody that really um, did well. We're really not good at Fab, huh? I mean, the main event, these are the greatest fantasy players in the world, Rob. I want them to give, give us, as a group, our respect. But in terms of the top four picks every week, it's not happening. Kyle Muller is the, the success story, and he only got a sideways thumb because he only pitched once. Um, and then you've got Amir Garrett with his 506 ERA, Jose Alvarado, who I was a victim of. He pitched... 5.2 innings, eight earned runs during this period. And then Brad Brock, 7.2 innings, five earned runs, no saves. So those three go down in defeat. The Gladiator gives them a thumb down. And we still have nine out of 52 that have been deemed good ads, which is wow. a little incredible. Um, so hopefully, <laughs> I mean, Look, there's pickups that are that are past the top four, but I just thought the top four would include a lot of guys that did well. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty interesting the the top four bids every week, and uh, you know, just just looking back, I like this whole little practice of looking back and uh, and <laughs> and checking out because uh, you know it's uh, it's a really right, so, so Rob, so tell me. We won't hold you to this, but look at the top four from this week. And now imagine you're three weeks from now. Which <laughs> you think Duran is going to be labeled as a good good pickup? I mean, what, what do you think? Is he the only one that'll be labeled? I way? think I think Duran's going to get a sideways. Okay. Uh, I think he'll get a decent sideways. Got good okay. good chance of getting up. Uh, Fairbanks. Might be a sideways too, you know. And I guess in three weeks from now, if you say he got three saves, you know, well, one a week, one a week would be good. Yeah. Okay. So I think he's got a chance for that. Okay. Um, Hauk, no, I think he'll be a down. And Zimmer, I think he'll be a thumbs down as well. Okay, that's a good guess. I might, I might be right with you on those. I think Duran and Fairbanks are the guys that have the best chance. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, it's a good practice. Maybe we should start doing that going Okay, forward. we'll see. I'll put it in. If I can remember three weeks from now, I'll put it yeah. in. We were right or wrong. and Right. Uh, yeah, we should have a little guessing game. That's uh, great. We'll add that to the pot. I think that should make it fun. Well, we're only 17 weeks in, and we're just, you know, <laughs> we're just we're just starting to get good ideas now. But, hey, we, you know we what? Can prove, we can prove to the world that we know the, the fantasy pickup. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man, that's funny. So, um yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the overall standings in the sure. uh, main event. So, Hasn't changed. Phil Dessau is just, you know, he's putting to the test my ability to come up with lousy puns based on his last name. <laughs> so he's got he's got four weeks in a row. Uh, he's leading by even more than he was before. He's 223 points ahead. But Brian Slack is in second. Uh, he's, he moved up quite a bit. And he's uh, always a threat, as he has told me in the past. Um, 
And then we got Tyler Young, who's no pushover either. He's third. So uh, the overall standings are still full of good players. But uh, you'd have to say that Phil is looking pretty good right now. There's still a healthy amount of season yet to go. And then if you look at um, the, the league standings, uh, I did put in uh, the amount of, of change. And you can see that only four leagues have new leaders this week. Last week, there were seven. That's out of 43 leagues. That's pretty amazing, in my opinion. Um, and the exact same order, first, second, third, was in 21 of 43 leagues, so just about half. Um, so I think, again, I, I, I try to emphasize this. It doesn't mean that positions aren't changing or can't change. It just means that it takes more than one or one week to do it. Right, right. Uh, the second and third place teams do shift quite a bit. And it's just that the first place guy is usually far enough ahead that he's sort of unscathed in a week-to-week basis. Um, but, but people are, are, are moving up. Some races are tightening up. And I do expect it to be very close in many leagues in the, in the next, last couple of months. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the league where we're together in, in the standings, you know, just was so wild the last, you know, um, yeah. 10 days, the last 10, 10 to 14 days were just really nuts. Uh, went from like um, getting up to second place um, and then losing about nine points in 10 days. Um, and Frank Stample and Constantine, uh, they share a team and they, they went from like, you know, fourth or fifth up to second and then even first, you know, so there's still some, some decent movement in our league. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty awesome to see it unfold every day. Cause you know, like I said, you get up there, you get up to second um, after you've been grinding and, and all this. And, and, and then it just comes to like, Oh, what happened? What happened? And then you see the other movement in the league, like I said, other guys behind you just, you know, you know, go up and up. So it's, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see it unfold and it's still how, you know, you kind of just look at the stats and just see how close we really are, you know, after such a long period already, you know. There's a whole bunch of leagues that are under five points. I, I highlighted them in red on the uh, in the article. It's a free article on spstreamer.com. And, uh, yeah, Mike, Mike Major is leading your league by half a point over a Constantine. And there's quite a few other leagues where it's half a point, one point, two points. So, yeah, I think – it's going to be pretty exciting going down the stretch and watching some of these leagues play out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's, and it's going to be cool to talk about it as, as the, as the season went down and, and uh, you know, give, give everyone all these great players their recognition. And I think that's what the cool thing about the article, it's, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, we will, and we'll switch from a, a focus on fab to a focus on the, more of the leagues. Right. I think we get closer because fab, you know, I think will be less important in terms of because people will be picking up guys for different reasons. It's not going to be quite the same thing in the middle of August. Right. Very true. Very true. The whole dynamics of uh, of the fab will will change. I'm sure we'll see um, just you know players to the top will just have a specific avenue of uh, right. of, of stats or, or opportunity that teams will be picking them up for for sure. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. going to be interesting. Yep. Right, yep. Right. For sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, definitely a shout out to all the wonderful players that ha- you know have two, three teams in first place or uh, teams in first and second. Um, it's awesome. 
Dribbles. A lot of great players, yeah. So now one, one thing I don't want to forget, Rob, is um, we said on Twitter that um, I was going to tell my Dennis Rodman story. Oh, yes, the Dennis Rodman story. Dennis That's Rodman right. story, which I don't want to build up too much because it wasn't that fantastic. It wasn't like I went out partying with Dennis. Uh, Actually, no, I mean, that's where that's where my head went to, you know, when you think <laughs> about Dennis Rodman. And then I was like, wait a minute, keep your expectations in check. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. It didn't happen. I, Dennis and I are tight, but we're not that tight. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so it was like in the 1980s and he was playing for the Detroit Pistons. Yep. Right. And I was on business. I was in Chicago at one of the, the hotels on Michigan Avenue. I don't know if you've ever been there, but. It's a fancy avenue where some of the big hotels are. So I, I decided I had uh, a couple hours free after I got in. I was going to go for a run on, uh, there's a sidewalk sort of on the Lake Michigan, right, right next to the water. So I went out there for a run and the wind was blowing like crazy, right? So it was coming off the lake and I was having trouble just even like running a mile. I forget how far I went, but anyway. I went I was like completely tired and I got back to the hotel and I was like, oh, forget it. So I got into the the elevator and who gets into the elevator right behind me? But Dennis Rodman in his Detroit Pistons warm up. Nice. Nice. Okay, And then he holds the door and who gets in? But like five other guys from the Pistons, all of whom the average height, I think, was about. I would say six, seven. Right. Yeah. Bill, Bill Lambeer was one of them. Yeah. You probably had Rick Mahorn in there, John Sally, right? And Those guys. Was, yeah. And honestly, Rob, they were so tall. I couldn't even see who all of them were. And so <laughs> I was in the middle. I was in yeah. the middle. The yeah. elevator smelled a lot different to you, Todd, than it did to everybody. <laughs> yeah. I was in the middle of the, the this elevator, uh, you know, uh, right in the middle. And they got, they went around, they were sort of in a circle around me, these oh six, seven guys. I happened to be about five, seven. So, and, and I, I was like feeling a little self-conscious and I noticed that I was not blocking any of their views of talking to each other because they could just, they were just looking right over my head. <laughs> <laughs> I was so short that they were just, you know, and uh, this little guy, little guys sweating in the middle of the elevator was like, I was so insignificant i wasn't even i wasn't even present and this is before rodman really started dyeing his hair or anything he was like looked more like a normal sort of a a guy in terms of right right six nine basketball player at least so so they all got out and i realized that they i had made zero impact on any of them i was going to say something and i was like i was i was with like six members of the Detroit pistons and I, i totally you know, they they just totally ignored me, which I guess if there was a person one foot shorter than me, maybe I would have done the same thing. Anyway, that's, that's the story. That's the Rodman story. All right. Okay. Uh, I'm sure Dennis would have asked me to party if, I, if uh, it had just been him and me. When you started telling about the running story, I could picture, I thought you were going to say he just freaking zipped by you <laughs> going, a hunt, you know, 20 miles an hour because uh, you know, and he he had that that very high high oh, yeah, step yeah, run. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know he he was probably one of the best athletes, oh, to, yeah. you know, to ever play that sport because he oh, just yeah. he's just a monster. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. 
I love Dennis Rodman. You know, he 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 was he was one of those players too. You like that, that I watched a lot when he was on the Bulls and the Spurs when he was leading the league in rebounds, and to see the six eight six nine guy out rebounding the tallest men in the sport, and he did it in such a crafty way. He was such a uh, he really understood how the ball came off the rim and how it you know how it spun off a player's hand. But then he would use you know like my favorite part is he would use the old you know. Any little way that the ref wasn't looking, you know, a little finger on the jersey, you know, but like, you know, little things that, that you know, they're not like super dirty because, you know, people play uh, like a physical way, you know, right. down in the paint, but just ways to angle yourself to get yeah, the ball. Exactly. You know, yeah. It's like Michael Jordan did that too, you know. Right. He, he was, right. He knew how to play the game. But I mean, the thing I appreciate about Robin was, when he decided he was going to play defense on somebody, he could completely shut them down. Yeah, he was suffocating. Right, was unbelievable. He he could guard guys, you know, much shorter than him, much quicker, and he would just stay with them and completely they were out of the play. Right, absolutely. He would have fit in today's game really well because everyone's everyone switches on everybody else and uh, can guard pretty much anybody. It's pretty crazy. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so. Thank you for the Dennis Rodman story. Um, anything else you want to share with the world no, no, before we it. sign off? I can only do one of those a week. So you want to make any bold predictions about your teams right now? No, is your chance just talk shit to the rest of your league mates? No, no all right. No, I, think, I think I think that's a new podcast idea I'm gonna have. I think uh, I want to just bring on people and I want them to be bold and just say, you know what, I'm gonna win my league, and everyone else in my league can you know eat it. Okay. What do well, you think? What do you think? Good podcast idea or no? If we think if we could just get Phil, I think uh, he can definitely say that and back it up. But I think nah, yeah, but he's not that guy. He, he's not that he's, type of guy. No, no I think no. It, it doesn't work well for me. Um, but I think there are guys that would love to do it. And it'll look, just be refreshing. Everyone's so nice to fun. each it's other. All good fun. I want to hear some shit talking out there. Yeah, Let's really, go. Who knows what's gonna happen? But I, I hope <laughs> I think uh, everybody is 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 enjoying following the leagues and hopefully everybody's getting their money's worth because only one one owner can win each league but you know the whole idea is to enjoy baseball and enjoy the the trip and the experience as well absolutely for sure for sure all right todd um remind everyone where they could find you on twitter yes, and on sp streamer and yes. um let's get out of here Streamer.com is the free article and i do post it in the uh, nfbc forums the link to it each week and also, I, I'm at, at Telestar7 on Twitter. Uh, people want to reach out to me. And, and I just uh, appreciate your inviting me on each week, Rob. We, we enjoy, enjoy talking to you. And hopefully, we'll have a good rest of the season. Absolutely, Todd. I appreciate you coming on with me and sharing this wonderful article idea that you had and uh, talking about the main event. Um, I think everyone can, you know, can, um, is, is, is getting some good stuff out of the podcast and the article for sure. So, right. especially Dennis Rodman stories. But yeah, especially. That. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And anyone who can find me um, on Twitter at Deadpool Hitter, even though I'm taking a Twitter break, um, just leave me a message and uh, I'll check it every now and then. And, uh, anyone has questions uh, about about players or starting or sitting or fab, or whatever, just hit me up on a DM and I'll be glad to answer that. All right, Todd, you have a wonderful night and we'll talk again soon, buddy. All right. Thanks a lot. 
All right, everyone, thank you again for listening to the Poor Hero Podcast. Thanks for everyone who took the extra 13 to 97 seconds to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Truly appreciate all of you. Um, hope everyone's doing well, mentally, physically. You know, you only get one life to live, so treat yourself well, treat others well. Of course, don't be that big bag of shit in the room.